There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Real deal, now it's time to take it. Sharpen up the blades, blood, sweat, and tears over decades. Went from last place in the whole league to the best in the West. Time to dig deep. Game time, let's light them up. Boston Bruins ain't backing up. Media says watch out for ass. Bennington is up for the task. Load your players with Gloria. I can feel a sense of euphoria. One more round, that's what's up. St. Louis Blues are coming for the cup. I feel like they're still coming for the cup. Jeremy Rutherford was ahead of this one about a week ago, two weeks ago. We asked him uh, what his uh, thoughts were, the chance the Blues make the playoffs. He said zero percent. <laughs> uh, JR is with us, brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Uh, good morning, Jeremy. Hey, morning, morning. Yeah, when I said that, uh, and then you said, whoa, whoa, you heard it here first. I was thinking to myself, oh, gosh, did I just stick the neck out too far? But uh, It was but bold. It was legitimately bold. You've been you've been more bold lately. And I, I, I'm just opening up the column I was looking forward to uh, to reading. It's at theathletic.com. Uh, for those of you who are subscribers and, of course, the Athletic app, uh, this is a column that uh, gives details on a survey that you and the athletic did, Jr. Uh, wound up asking 2,500 respondents questions regarding the Blues. Essentially, um, who uh, people put the blame on and what direction people would like to see the organization go. And you can read it uh, at theathletic.com. I'm surprised. I'm gonna. I want to go through this with you. Uh, who's most to blame for the Blues drop off this season? Uh, Doug, I'll go to you first. I'll ask you the questions, and then I'll give you the results and let Jr. expound. Who's most to blame for the Who's Blues drop off this blame? season? Who's most to blame? Uh, well, I, it's not an excuse, but they have been hit very hard with injuries. I mean, they've been without O'Reilly and Tarasenko, and now Buchnevich and Krug for a long time. Some of their very core players that they really counted on have not been there for large chunks of the season. That that's a factor. I I guess if you're if you want to look for a person to blame, I guess it's the guy who puts the team together. I guess it would be Doug Armstrong, I, I guess. The uh, the choices, I gather, were the players, general manager Doug Armstrong, Craig Berube, and his staff. Uh, the players got 66.2% of the vote. Uh, Doug Armstrong got 31.3%. Craig Berube, 2.5%. I would have thought Armstrong would be higher. JR, what do you think? Yeah, I thought so, too. I think uh, there's been so much uh, focus on the roster construction and letting go of David Perron and re-signing Nick Letty. Uh, just a lot of consternation on that front that I thought uh, Doug Armstrong would be a little bit higher. I'm not saying that he would have won it, 
uh, but a little more even. You got a difference of uh, 66.2 for the players you mentioned and 31.3 for Doug Armstrong. I I would have thought that would have been a little bit closer. But, you know, as I say in the article, this is a salary cap team. I mean, this is an $82 million team. The ownership spent a lot of money. There's a lot of well-paid players that aren't getting the job done. So the uh, readers uh, putting their focus on the players in this one. Jared, yeah, let me ask you. I, I'm I sorry, Jim. With that. I just disagree with it. Go know. ahead. No, no, I'm just, I'm just following up on what he said. I disagree with it. I'm just going by last year. And granted, they, they've been injured and they lost some players. But last year they had, what, eight, nine guys with 20-plus goals? And this year yeah. they're going to probably have one, maybe two? Yeah, I think I projected it a few weeks ago, and they could get to three. But, yeah, well, well beyond uh, what they had. And what do you think the difference is? Well, I think uh, part of the thing there is that the chemistry, you lose a uh, David Prawn, and it's not just like losing one player. Like Players have left before, and people miss them, but you move on, just like David Backus, and it works out well. But I think when you take one piece out, then there's so much mixing and matching, trying to find out who works with who, that you end up kind of defeating the purpose a little bit. And in the case of Ryan O'Reilly, he's the guy that we talk about the most when it comes to tough season inconsistency. And he's the guy who played with David Perron a lot. He was stuck with Jordan Cairo and, and Josh Levo, and it just didn't work out. So I, I think that's part to blame is uh, what's going on up front. I Sometimes I, I focus a lot on, and maybe shouldn't, on the plus-minus stats because they're really stunning this year where <laughs> some of the guys are. One thing that sticks out is Callie Rosen, plus 14. The rest of the team is minus 26, minus 21. Has, has Rosen really been that good? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know you liked Callie Rosen there, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you have. Uh, you've been beating that drum, and I think uh, Callie Rosen is a guy who stepped in and he gets the job done, and that's that's the thing. And, you know, plus-minus is a hard stat to kind of put a lot of stock into. It really is. You know, now you kind of go to this expected goals for and against, expected goals percentage. You know, that kind of incorporates uh, how many times they've been on the ice, uh, you know, for these five-on-five goals. Uh, but I think that uh, it's a situation with Rosen where he's just so simple and he makes the play and he, he gets into the offensive zone and keeps the play alive that he winds up not being in the defensive zone a lot and getting scored on a lot like some of these other guys. I saw a really fun, it's not a meme, I think it's just a, somebody took a picture and photoshopped it, but they said the Masters leaderboard and it had all the blues, minus 28, 27, 24, 21, 19, oh, goodness. 18. <laughs> yeah. Goodness, fun. goodness. A little cruel. <laughs> Um, the, the couple more, because I don't want to give away the whole article, but want people to uh, to read it. Uh, JR's not doing uh, this stuff. Give it away. Oh, you really? Okay, well, then if that's the case, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it in, uh, in, in between the TMA and Balloon Party, so I want to talk about it on Balloon Party as well. What aspect of Armstrong's work has had the biggest impact on the lack of success? Doug, here are your choices. Okay. Uh, paying young players too much too soon. Uh, the construction of this specific team the lengthy contract terms given to several veteran players or another reason? What aspect of Armstrong's work has had the biggest impact on the lack of success? Uh, I would say giving the long contracts to to players. I would agree with you again. And uh, 50.3% agree with us. 36.3% say the construction of this specific team. Uh, 7.1% say paying young players too much too soon. Others say... 6.3. JR, that is certainly something 
Uh, I'm again. I guess I'm surprised that the number is only 50.3 percent. Just like I'm surprised that Armstrong only got the number he got for the biggest uh, reason to blame. What was your reaction to that one winning and the percentage it got? Yeah, nice job, Doug. Uh, Tim tried to trick you there. He read from the bottom the lowest number. Yeah, because yeah, I and... Doug Doug reads me pretty well, and that's why we uh, <laughs> we've been uh, sleeping together. We haven't been. I didn't know what to say. I just it was a throwaway line. Oh, okay, so we got the three. We he got threw... the three. <laughs> no, we did. We didn't. <laughs> he threw the curveball, and you got it, Doug. Yeah, lengthy contract term. Fifty point three percent is the winner there. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. We've been talking about that for about a year. Actually, you go back to when he gave uh, Braden Shen, Doug Armstrong gave Braden Shen an eight-year deal. You know, you like the player, uh, but I think once you start to make your bet in terms of giving one guy uh, eight years, seven years, six years, that's kind of the direction that GMs tend to go because they want to get that cost per year down. So they give that extra term. And when you do it with one or two guys, hey, why not? Let's give it to everybody and keep uh, everybody on this roster for that $82 million. That's what Doug Armstrong's done. And as the people point out here, uh, that's been a problem. But, Tim, yeah, I thought the construction of this year's team uh, might be a little bit higher than 36.3%. A lot of question marks, uh, I think, uh, going into the season, like I mentioned, without Perron, uh, with Nick Letty, people thought this defense was too small, too soft, and uh, that's proved to be the case. But I suppose, so then to me, but please tell me if you disagree, that it's kind of chicken and egg. Because of the contracts they've given out, they didn't necessarily have the latitude to work on this year's team. And so that is why I answer the length of the contracts given to several veteran players. You see what I'm saying? Yep, 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 and I agree, and I see what you're saying. I just think there was a little bit of wiggle room, and I think with that, uh, I know some people uh, disagree, but you had kind of a choice between David Perron, Nick Letty. Hey, we all, including myself, said that you needed defensemen, but was Nick Letty the guy? You know, I've been a backer of his at points, like when you see the way he defends Kaprizov, Kirill Kaprizov in the playoffs last year against Minnesota, a good job. But I just think that there's been, there's too many of those puck moving guys that aren't getting the job done. And as we've seen, there's just nobody to play physical in front of the net. And Nick Letty's not that type of guy. So whether it be the Letty versus Prawn debate, who knows? Uh, but either way, there has not been enough money nor attention paid to having somebody play in front of the net. Jeremy Rutherford, our guest here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. It's our Maggie O'Brien's 9 o'clock hour. We have the cuts of the week and the design air heating and cooling email today still to come. And then we will be on uh, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Uh, Jackson and I will be at 10 o'clock. And, uh, Doug, you got a sound story at 1030. I've mm-hmm. got one at 1130. If you're interested, go to mysoundstory.com and book yours. Perfect Valentine's Day gift certificate gift. Uh, for uh, the significant other in your life. Uh, and then this question, uh, JR, which player's current contract do you most wish the Blues could take back? Uh, this one I felt like would be a landslide. Didn't win by as much as I thought it would. Uh, Doug, you know the answer to this one? Pareko? That is correct, hmm. 41.2%. <laughs> I would have thought it would have been a higher number, but Tory Krug took a good uh, portion of that at 24.1%. Uh, your thoughts on yeah. the results there? Yeah, I thought so, too. I definitely thought it was uh, Pareko when I put that uh, together. You know, a lot of people talking about which contract could you take back. I thought it would be a fair question. Uh, when I put the, the players in there, I, I thought Pareko would win in a landslide. It's an eight-year deal. So, I mean, even if you thought Pareko is a decent defenseman who skates a lot, gets up the ice, plays the minutes, plays some hard minutes, even if you're not a fan of his, uh, you know, you could stomach maybe a three- or four-year deal. 
uh, but this is an eight-year deal. And I think so if there's a contract you could take back, that would be one that uh, the voters would have would have picked. Uh, Tory Krug, second, 24.1%, followed the only other double-digit guy, Marco Scandella, 12.5%. But, yeah, Tim, I agree. I thought I would have thought that the break would have been a little bit higher than that. Surprised that Riley didn't take any take much considering how much he's dropped off this year. I know there's excuses there and but he's, reasons, he's, but he's gone in a month. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you just quit. But the question was, which player's current contract do you most wish the Blues could take back? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you understand? I don't want to. Yeah, I don't, no, I do know. Okay. I do know. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's the thing. You're stuck with Prego. You're stuck with okay. Krug. Well, even though they, they've got long-term contracts, you could still trade them. But do those guys have much market value, Jeremy? No, and that's the thing, Doug. And I think that's the thing that makes this uh, Blues retool, rebuild the most difficult to kind of foresee. Because thing, you look at the man, situation. Yeah, yeah if, if Doug picks up the phone and he calls 10 teams today, Hey, what do you think about this guy's six-year and his six-year contract? This guy and his eight-year deal. Like, it's just who on the other end is going to go? Yeah, that doesn't sound oh, bad. Yeah. Uh, you guys have played great defensively. I'd love to have that guy for eight more years. So, uh, you know, that's that's what makes it difficult. And that's what makes taking that approach, you know, so hard to get out of if it doesn't work for you and it hasn't. Uh, and hey, Tim, I, I did want to say one thing. Um, yeah. There's another question in there that's kind of a piggyback to that question about which contract would you take back. It was. Which contract with some term would you like to deal this off season? And a little surprisingly, it wasn't Pareko who people said they wish they could take his entire contract back. Uh, in terms of who would they trade this off season, Tory Krug edged uh, Colton Pareko yeah, in that I category. See, I see that uh, Krug uh, over Pareko, which then sends us to the question of which move, uh, which former Blue would you love to have back? Uh, which player who left recently has been missed the most? Doug, uh, would you like to answer that? Uh, Petrangelo. That is the correct answer. Nearly 60% of the vote. Ding, I knew, ding, ding. I knew there'd be a lot of Perron votes, but I just, you yeah. know, I, I think that's a lot of emotion there. I mean, if you could have Alex Petrangelo or David Perron, you know. I well, mean, I think the fans feel like it was between Petrangelo and Krug because they got similar contracts, similar anyway. I mean, that's it's such a significant moment. Even though, as you know, and JR, you've detailed it, I don't know if anybody was closer to that story than you, um, because it wasn't a moment. It was built up over a period of time. But that was such a significant move with both Petrangelo leaving and and the dollars then allocated to Krug in this chapter of Blues history. And uh, the Blues are still paying for it and will be paying for it because of the Krug contract. Yeah, Tim. And uh, you know what? That one doesn't surprise me at all in terms of uh, the breakdown. What is it? Petrangelo, 59.2%. Perron, 36.3%. Oscar Sundquist getting 1.3%, I think, is the surprising point when you choose him over Petrangelo. Yeah, yeah. Perron. But but I'll tell you what that speaks to is, uh, you know, when Petrangelo left, I was somewhat surprised, maybe I shouldn't have been, by how many people felt like he was the villain. And perhaps, you know, Maybe justifiable, I don't know. But there were a lot of people who were anti-Petrangelo at that time. And we remember when David Perron left, you know, everybody felt that he got wronged and he should still be here. And so when you have a chance to bring one of those guys back, you know, it speaks to what the Blues think about this team and this defense that they then chose Alex Petrangelo as the guy they'd want to have back, a guy who, like I said, was kind of a villain a few years ago and not David Perron. Yeah, I, I, th- I could be off on this because it would, certainly wouldn't allocate for all 36% or even maybe 5% of it, honestly. But I thought Perron did a good job 
of marketing himself here while he was here. He was very accessible. He's a weekly guest on uh, Randy Carricker and at the time Michelle Smallman's show. And he was vocal in in wanting to stay here, uh, I believe, with, with you and, and on 101 ESPN as well. And so I think that helped frame it. I don't think Petrangelo framed it that way. He certainly wasn't as accessible, so to speak, um, and had that personality. So I, I, I think that played a role in it. I could, I could be off the mark on that. I, 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 that. And that's why I said I think the Perron thing is more emotional than hockey-related when people vote 36% on that. I don't know. Yeah, do yeah, think? no, I agree. I, I, just, I just felt that Perron might get more of those emotional votes because you're right, he did you know, frame it that way, and he was a beloved player for, for years and years. So I, I just would have thought it might be a little bit closer because of uh, that emotion, but I think uh, people voted with their heads here. Uh, even whatever they thought about uh, Alex Petrangelo. From How many years did he sign with Detroit? Go ahead. It was a four. Okay. I would say it was a two-year. Did, did, did I say four? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It was $4.75 million. It was two years. You're right. Million. Two years. Good chance to be back. He's been here four or five times, hasn't he? Yeah, two years, 4.75. Yeah, I've been back three times. I tell him every time, hey, don't forget about me when you decide you're about to write that book. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> there's a lot of stories that could be told in, in that thing. So, uh, yeah, two years. Uh, but I did talk to him when he signed that deal, and, and he said that Detroit is really good about bringing guys back like they were back in the, you know, I know the regime's changed, but Steve Eisenman's the GM, and he was one of those players in Detroit that saw how they brought a lot of guys back over the years, and David Prawn was uh, hopeful to stay there. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I think eventually we'll see, though, Iggy, uh, a one-day David Prawn contract uh, as he heads into retirement. With, with Perron in the lineup last year and Krug on defense even, the Blues still in the playoffs played Colorado tougher than anybody else. They they were good last year, so yeah, they did. I think yeah. Go so, ahead, Doug. Yeah, clearly the loss of Perron has has been devastating. Other other factors as well, but it's been a huge drop off from a team that we thought actually had a shot last year to one that's probably not even going to make the playoffs or come close. Yeah, and I agree with you 100. percent I guess the one thing that I always throw into these types of debates is there's just so many variables besides saying this player or that player. You also had two young players get paid, you know, eight million dollars a year on the, on their next contracts, and you know, what do guys around the locker room think about that? You got Tarasenko who might be a little bit checked out, uh, knowing that he's going to leave. Uh, you have a defense that hasn't played nearly as well as they did last year. So you're right. I mean, you got uh, no prawn and you got Tory Krug. So uh, they played them tough, and they were a playoff team last year. Uh, but I think that uh, in this situation, there's just so many variables that come into play. Uh, this text came in. Losing Petrangelo is going to look like when the Cardinals failed to keep Steve Carlton. The rest of this decade is lost. That's from the 314. What do you think about that, JR? Well, I think so. And I felt that way at the time, like when Alex Petrangelo left. And people are going to think that I'm blowing this out of proportion. I really did feel like it was when a couple other Blues greats left. And I realized Alex Petrangelo isn't. Uh, Brett Hall. He's not Chris Pronger. But if you were to sit down and write a book about players who left the organization, he would have to be included in that book and his story and, and the why and what happened and how could they think like this and so on and so forth. You know, Doug Armstrong knows what he's doing. Obviously, he had a t- ton of success in this league. I've written before that I think he's a Hall of Famer. He should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, but let's just say you're talking about a million, million and a half dollar difference between what the Blues want to pay Alex Petrangelo and, and what he wants. I'm just making up a number there. You know, you're talking about six or seven million dollars total in the difference of the entire contract. And here's a team that spends that probably 
on popcorn at the concession stand, you know, over a 10 or 15 year period. So it, it's just a situation where when you have a number one defenseman, which teams don't have, you keep them and the blues, you know, and, and obviously negotiations with Alex Petrangelo. So both sides have to be on board. I understand that part, uh, but I think you could have got to a resolution sooner than the 11th hour. And, uh, and then he walks away. There it is. JR, you can read the entire article at theathletic.com. Uh, way more in this article on the survey from Blues fans as uh, the team gets ready to uh, have what I would expect to be a busy month. February 3rd now, March 3rd, the NHL trade deadline. JR, brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl. Dot com work with a really good guy who sees things and customizes them for his clients. Uh, it's not a one size fits all with Mark Hanna. 314-889-0503, Mark Hanna, evergreenstl.com. JR, we appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much for the time. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now i got to go to Twitter and see if people are giving me trouble for Iggy knowing Prawn's contract, and I didn't. Wow, mm. defining moment. Gosh. I don't think I knew. I think I asked you. I think I just asked you. <laughs> no, I'm giving you credit on that one. You, I know, you, said you don't two have years. to. That was right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, JR. Right, thanks, boys. Well, all right, yeah, Ruth yeah. C. Ruth C. I like that. Yeah. What'd you call him? Ruth C. Oh, is it Ruth C? No, yeah. Ruth. If you were like a forward in the league, would that be his name? Probably Ruther. I think it'd be Ruther. I agree with you. <laughs> I think it'd be Ruther. Can somebody tell that big Cheeto to take a smoke break? Talking puck is obviously not his strong suit, and interrupting Tim is a sin in and of itself. Mm. Know your place, Crypt Keeper. That's from former St. Mary Magdalene uh, principal sister Catherine Patricia. Ooh. <laughs> don't don't get this upset. I'm not upset. Yo, Pepper, I mean, Pepper is upset, and Jeannie is crest, or not crestfallen, but yawning. <laughs> you about had enough of this show? What happened to you? No, I just a big stretch. Okay. There we have that uh, drop of producer Joe yawning in the middle uh, of the well, we just to interview. Could the guest hear that? It's one of my favorite drops. It was a recorded one, right? It was, yeah. And he didn't realize the mic was open? That's mm. incredible. Incredible. So good. I saw Joe yesterday. Somebody, every once in a while I get these things that says, such and such is on Instagram. Yeah. I got one that says, Joe Pelusi's on Instagram. You may want to follow him. So did you hop on there and follow him? Oh, He's on Instagram? I, I thought follow. he told me he got rid of all his social media minus his occasional tweets. Well, I saw one that he had posted like 44 minutes ago uh, last night. He hadn't posted one since like 2018. The one was 44 minutes ago, him posting a a beer in his... Uh, We've uh, got my kids in school there, and then we stay there uh, full time now, and, and, and it's something that... Uh, that was really important to me. And then, uh, <laughs> that, was, that wasn't even a yawn. It was like a hoo-ha. Um, but it's just a picture of, uh, and there's like eight pictures out of his 15 hands of just beers in his shower. Oh, yeah, you're right. Beers in his shower? his account. I don't know. He's drinking beer while taking a shower? I don't know. There's like eight pictures of different beers in his shower. That's we need just, to have an intervention with producer yeah, that's Joey's weird. <laughs> no, shower beers are elite. Like shower know. beers are a leaf. You can't set the, the beer down just for a moment to get a shower. Well, no, was, you do it while you're in the shower. Well, one of them was a Corona. I don't know. I don't know how elite a Corona is, but uh, he's got to be excited about this soccer about to start. Oh yeah, February twenty fifth. I think is a curtain fifty dollar nosebleed tickets. Uh oh, somebody's oh. not happy with the dogs and the pink and the yellow. Yeah, what's what? wrong, Plowhawk? No, oh. You want casual fans to enjoy soccer? Oh, no, never mind. 150 bucks for a damn ticket. Mm. Is that all just the opening? That, that won't be for all of them, though, will it? Probably just people who want to be there uh, the first game. The first couple, then you realize, oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. As I understand, I was shocked by the price of that. In terms of standing room, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's standing at the very top. It, that'd be rough. And they have no official nickname. Dogs. That's the only thing that's even close to a nickname is the dogs. They've, they've got to have a name by now, don't they? I I don't know. I think it's just they start in a few months. Steel City. That's it. The There's, soccer teams that, don't have mascots. But well, this one's the dogs. Right. I mean, they're people in the know know that they're the dogs, but soccer teams don't. If like Manchester United, they're just Manchester United. Isn't I don't it, care for that. Is it an STL City United FC? STL City SC. But they should be the Tigers or the Bears or something. Dogs! Well, that's, you named them. Well, I know. I'm just saying on these other teams. They need, they There's need like very play. few teams in the MLS that have. Like the Seattle Sounders is one. Sounders, yeah. LA Galaxy is another. Sure. But most of them are similar to European teams where it's just the name of the club. Yeah, they're yeah, trying to, I don't care they're for trying to be the, like European teams. Yeah. One of the more embarrassing things we have to do is <laughs> act like it's soccer elitist. Man, Plowk, you're not high on the dogs? If they were called the dogs, yes. Not STL City Elite with my scarf wrapped around and got my ascot with my pipe hanging out while I chant a bunch of crap. Probably gets the game ball today. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get You're I, very I, upset a soccer team is about to begin where, play here. <laughs> no, Who's smoking it, a pipe at the game? I, I don't just, I don't just, it seems so elite with the St. Louis S. SC United. Yeah, I don't care. For I, that I don't. Either. I don't. I don't like it. I don't. How get about it. Sporting Kansas City? You can stop it with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, just call them the Wolverines or the Lightsabers. Yeah, I'm with the, you. <laughs> that'd be the Missouri <laughs> Missouri Lightsabers. Call them Eli something other than <laughs> the and mascot the, is drink after he beat Dan Mullen <laughs> and the decimated Florida Gators to go to a bowl. And oh, then bo- both the quarterback and tight end who caught that pass and touchdown were transferred like weeks later. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Purina is one of the sponsors, so the dogs fits in really well. Perfect. Nice shirt I love sponsor. that sponsor. I love everything about it. That's why they should be named the dogs. They don't have nicknames, Doug. They aren't four-year-olds like American fans. That's from Ken's oh, Wedding Toast. Oh, we are American got a little, fans. Got a little taste right there. Virtually every American team, college, pro, has a nickname. And, we're, and the MLS is an American... I mean that's an, the the franchises are in the United States, right. so I, I think you play to an American suit. audience. We'll do something different. Go ahead and get a nickname. Well, we did something different. We got pink uniforms. <laughs> Jamaica's Jamaica's a, <laughs> no soccer a, club. How about a Jamaican soccer that. jersey while I was there? STL City FC. Pink They're called dogs. the Reggae Boys. They have a nickname. But that's like a nick like. But that's not like an official name. That's a nickname. Well, give us a nickname. All you're gonna have to do is drop five hundred dollars. One hundred and twenty for the. <laughs> Hundred and twenty for the jersey, one fifty for the ticket, thirty for parking. Get yourself a helmet, Nacho, and boom. You're a soccer fan. Guys, I've mm. said it dozens of times. Plowsy versus soccer guy is going to be the best <laughs> rivalry in St. Louis sports. I love this. Mm. It's from Alan Dadeville. Shout out to my hometown of Atlanta. <laughs> and he'll probably be right because Plowsy was one of the few to jump on that Romo sucks bandwagon. Now oh. everybody's on that bandwagon. Correct. That is, that is correct. But I, I don't think me and soccer guy will really come into, I mean, to, to blows. I, I, I'm not like, a, usually typically not at soccer bars. Uh, I mean, I, I, I haven't gone to many soccer games. So I, I don't know where we'd run into each other at. Aldi? I, I really don't know where I'd run into soccer guy. Well, but. I need you to do that. Do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, you at a soccer bar and just... 
critique. I mean, I'll do outside stadium stuff if the station wants me to, but if you're trying to promote a product, I think I'll probably stay away from me being that kind of poster child. <laughs> Soccer guy's going to act like he's got all the answers in these first couple games. He'll yell things like, nice ball. Oh, clinical. Clever. Nice cross. Nice mm-hmm. cross. I don't Clever. Know do they have a play-by-play person yet? Have they announced? It's all on Apple TV, so I think it's... Oh, there's no local? Uh-huh. They're not even going to do a local radio? Oh, I have no idea on that. There but is I'm a local radio. It's going to be on Y98. You know who's play-by-play? It should uh, be. They posted should... the job, Doug. It's, uh, right. Joe should be the analyst. It's gonna, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, they that They posted the salary. Be... You're interested in it? No, I think it should be... Zanabonian Rock. <laughs> Zanabonian Rock. That's my choice. I think you need Zanabonian would be fantastic on it. But the Apple TV thing is, I'm curious. I mean, they did pay MLS a ton of money, so it's a win for them. But I'm curious what their viewership is going to be with. Apple TV is another $5 a month. Is that what it is? Yeah, but I guess a lot of soccer fans are probably in my age group. So most people probably already have Apple TV, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. I don't. So I'll be listening to one idiot. You're going to listen to soccer on the radio? <laughs> it doesn't sound that, that exciting. Kind of We're our sister station, so I'm going to say I'm going to listen to it. Y98's not a sister station. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> so listen to something else. No, I was just thinking of Courtney, and it just brought me back to that. Sorry. Okay. No, Courtney is killing it on the arch. No, it'll be fun, though. It'll be a good time out there and dog So, so I won't be listening to it. Though. I want to go to a game. What's going on? I'm going to wait till ticket prices come down a little bit. See, and you call them the dogs. You can, you can like, nickname your stadium the kennel. Yes. Yeah, that's We're going to go to the kennel. Dog mm-hmm. pound. Yeah, you're going to be taken to the pound. European teams do have names. Man U's the Red Devils. Arsenal's the Gunners. Leicester City, the Foxes, etc. That's from Vince Vaughn's end trail. Well, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware, but that's not official. Like, there's, it doesn't say on their jerseys the Man United Red Devils. That's just a nickname that supporters give them. So we can be the dogs. Right. Right. 100%. I am in agreement with that. And, and our hats for the dogs are navy and red as opposed to pink mm-hmm. and yellow. Right. We're gonna, but, it's on us. Dude, and they're pink. And I, I know soccer guy is going to say, <laughs> You know, no, they're a a light pomegranate lavender mix. Like, I I get where you think they're coming from. Those are pink. Well, maybe we're looking in the Crayola box. It's it's pink. Yeah. Maybe we should merchandise merchandise a lot of in SCL City FC colors. Yeah, I don't even know the name. A bunch of dogs merchandise. I would like it. They have become a, a thing. Tim brought one to Jamaica. I had a dog's hat. I still do the blue and the bl- and the red. I do too. I would like a pink and a yellow one. A I would pink wear it. Pink and yellow. Yes. Well, it, I think it's on us to get this going. I bet we'd sell them. It's the same colors as the team. So would the hat be pink and then the writing of St. Louis dogs be yellow? I would rather have the yeah. yellow hat with we'll the, uh, the dogs and pink. <laughs> that anthracite just right underneath. <laughs> I guarantee you we'd sell them. Oh, you would. It's not the most attractive color scheme. Oh, I, no. I love it. I think it's pretty. <laughs> Yellow and pink. I am curious. I guess it's called electric red. Isn't that what it's called? City red. Okay, it's pink. I, I, and yeah. I, I just can't it's get over the fact. It's pink. And I'm not mad that it's pink. I think it's not. it doesn't look terrible. But no. the soccer guy that just does not want to admit that his, <laughs> his home club mm. wears a pink uniform, I think that's going to be a funny little <laughs> nugget mm. as we get towards the season. Flanagan, if you podcast, I know he's not listening. He's covering the U.S. Open on the <laughs> Bowlers Tour. Um, if you listen, just <laughs> I'll pay for it. Just make me one in pink and yellow. I'll, I'll pay you for it. Pink and yellow? You <sighs> colorblind bird pizza? That's some <laughs> oh. grumpy triple X. Mm. 
It's pink. And I know, here they go. It's, you know, it's electric city red, you know, yeah. it's pomegranate. It's not. I thought Carolyn Kendall said at the press conference that she wanted it to be pink, like that was her preference. That's right. her favorite color. Uh-huh. Now, I know yeah. it's called City Red, but she said, the owner said, it's... It's pink. Right. Shocking pink. Wait till you go I'll two and 30. What, how many games do they we need? A, we need a poodle walking around the sidelines That's whose hair has been dyed pink. <laughs> I told you, if you'd send me a kid, I'd wear it, but you haven't sent it yet, so... Why is it weird when a team wears pink? That's from Wolf Boy. Doug Guy, there are a number of teams uh, who wear pink. I don't know of any other team anywhere that wears pink. And that's probably a good thing because if you type in pink professional sports teams, (laughs) well, I guess MLS comes up. I guess MLS is professional. It's like Safari cannot connect to that. Yeah. There is not. Jackson, is there? You're the uniform expert on the dais. Is there any team in professional sports who wears uh, pink outside of the dogs? N- not like one of their like main colors. I mean, teams wear pink for like breast cancer awareness nights, yeah. but I can't think of any of them that wear pink as like that's their home color. The that's Philadelphia the Phillies colors for. are kind of close to that's pink. red. That's right. It's kind of a, it's, it's a the lighter red. I can think of. Yeah, but outside of that, I don't think any of them what? main what, colors are. Pink. What about the team on the? Uh... Family Guy, where Brady kicked Peter off the team, and he went to England and joined that the team. The mini muffins, yeah, hamburger. But, but the thing is, like, if you make a glass of pink lemonade and like you set the jersey next to the pink lemon, they're the yeah. same. It's oh, well, pink. It's, a it's little absolutely than that. pink. And I think they're cool if they weren't, you know, if I didn't have to move monies around to try to buy one. Don't say monies. <laughs> you have to move monies around. Clams for a T-shirt. <laughs> No, thank you. A couple of European soccer teams have wore pink before, but they change uniform colors every year, so it doesn't really, like, it's not like someone's, like, go-to color. Me and me mates can't wait to head down to the football match and watch the lads run about the pitch in pink. Stop it. some Tug Supreme. Stop it. Once I hear that, and I know that's tongue-in-cheek and that is funny, but, like, once I hear guys start... Calling it, yeah. What time should we head over to the pitch? That yeah. I'm done. I, I'm. What's I'm score throwing one in my nil. scarf. Don't. Taking off my pink jersey and I'm going home. Yeah. The pitch. Well, maybe we get some STL City United rules, like Ram rules. Oh. I don't even know what the rules are. Maybe that. I should probably look it up. You think <laughs> ticket prices will stay this high? You think demand will continue in the first season, like it is now? I think it is going to be incredibly popular. I think it already has uh, got a great deal of momentum, and it's going to bring a number of people who would normally not go to Cardinals or Blues games. Uh, I think a younger audience, so I think it will be super popular. I hope yeah. so. I hope it's a huge success. I'm with everything that Tim has said, but it's just not my style. But it is awesome to get more people in the city. It just flat is. Oh, I'll go to a game or two, just because it's new. You know, just have to I'm be basi- free. But I'm basically going, oh, yeah, I'm not going to pay. <laughs> it would basically be for the atmosphere. Because I'm in that. Get atmosphere. a credential. I'm not going to go to that many games. We'll just get one what kind well, of that's true. Baby. I had a blues season credential for five years and never stepped foot in the press box. Why not? Mm-hmm. kind of giveaway they're looking at here? Yeah, they have eat bobbleheads. We're looking like a, a Chihuahua bobblehead night. I don't think they've officially embraced the dog nickname. Well, it's up to up. us to build that momentum. We got merch out there. Well, yeah, I'm sure. TMASTLShop.com. Right it is the wrong color, though. It's navy and red, which I uh, want the pink and the yellow. 
You want the pink and the yellow. So Mike Flanagan's going to make that hat for you. I don't know that they have any yellow in their colors, do they? Oh, yeah, they do. They yeah. do? Yeah, it's it's pink and yellow. Like on the sleeve, there's a electric yellow kind of looking thing. <laughs> I think it would sell. Flanagan's busy covering Mookie Betts right now. Well, don't get on Flanagan, though. <laughs> he didn't do it. <laughs> uh, Doug, uh, he's going to tell us about Andrea's, uh, because uh, this is what's called a financial cuck, I'm being told. Uh, because Max, who is an, uh, the owner of Andrea's, listens to the show and is making his wife pay for the advertising costs. <laughs> it's called the financial cuck. Oh. Andrea's is debuting their new barbecue sauce this month uh, at Schnucks and Deerberg's. And Iggy, what do you love about Andrea's? Well, I'm looking forward to this barbecue sauce. If it's yeah, like agreed. The, if it's anything like their steak sauce. I had a uh, nice big pork shop last night from Brush Creek. Valley Farms, Did you? and uh, marinated in Andreas. Nice, nice. Oh, oh my God. That was good. You can see it on my Facebook page. I mean, it took up the whole place. You took a picture of your food, did you? Well, I did this for advertising purposes. Uh, the pork shop took up half the plate. But Andreas is, uh, you talk about big steaks. Yeah. Go out there uh, to the restaurant. Um, and Sam makes sure it's big. He's not serving any little portions. No, like, he is it's not. not Nouvelle Cuisine out there. No. Size of my head, this ribeye. Uh, but the, the steak sauce is great. The restaurant is great, and we're looking forward to it. And Max said he would drop some off the uh, oh, really? at the station for us when he comes up with a barbecue sauce. Really? Yeah, so, Tim, you, you got to get out there. I do. I really do. I, I went to in a big Take way. a date. I'll find somebody's wife, and we'll go out. And... Really? Oh, I like oh. that statement. <laughs> Whose wife is, is out wife. there? <laughs> Tim, will say, Tim will say, I was ready to go, but Anna Marie says she's going with you. Mm. I got cocked. I'm just kidding. Um... No, you'll you'll enjoy it out there. Great atmosphere, great, nice little cozy restaurant. Uh, food is great. Jackson, is there anybody else I need to tell the audience about? Mentality. I need to tell the audience about LowTUSA.com. Doug, that's mentality. If you are feeling tired, if you're feeling sluggish, dealing with anxiety, mood swings, those are symptoms of low testosterone. Well, a local healthcare facility in mentality can help you. All you got to do is go to LowTUSA.com. Dot com. Uh, when you feel like you just don't have the energy or drive that you used to five or ten years ago, this is where mentality can help. It doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can be an issue with any guy, even if you've tried testosterone before. Not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies, and mentality can help. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mentality online at lowtusa.com. I have been there. It was easy, friendly staff. I recommend it to everybody. It is Mentality at lowtusa.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. First one for the month of February. So this one time I was in the eastern half of Destin. That's the half where the hot swingers linger. Anyway, so I was in line to grab some funnel cake on the boardwalk when I saw this dime piece. She had a fella, but he looked like he may enjoy the touch of a gentleman as well. So I know this could be my chance. As I made my move, I asked them if they wanted to share a picnic table as we enjoyed our funnel cakes. They kind of stared at me and walked away without saying anything. Had they decided to enjoy the powdered donut powdered sugar goodness with me, I'm sure I was getting laid. They looked like they wanted it, but I guess they didn't. Could have swore they were swingers, but alas, they weren't. Sorry for the long story. Anyway, thanks for listening. That's from Fuelsy. Okay, nice little email. Fuelsy. Gents, shouldn't Jackson and Ken pay for Tim's bet with Beer Cats? 
Tim did his part. They didn't. Sure, they thought about trying to bet a lady, but as Ken summed it up, and then nothing happened. That should be the title of the occasional and unsponsored podcast, and then nothing happened. Let's see. Iggy had lots of pink shirts. He forgot swim trunks. He talked to other radio blowhards. He made a woman puke. He walked a lot. He got lost, locked out of his room. He loved himself. On Doug's trip, he played golf. And that's literally all we know. Yeah, we really need a podcast to sum up Ken's trip. It's from Brad, and he's in Boca. Well... This is a special emergency edition of uh, Pepper yeah, and Gina right. coming up. I lost people. my phone for 45 minutes, too, and I was a nervous wreck. Brad and Boca. That's okay. coming up on the emergency edition <laughs> of Pepper and Gina. Well, we have a sounds for at 1030, so it has to be the oh, wow. right yeah, after the show. It'll be a quick one, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's February, and February is the month of love, and nobody loves anal more than my guy. Uh-huh. So I give you my ode to my mover, my boyfriend's back. I'm going to bang him silly with a big old purple dilly. He's tall and handsome. Everybody wants him. He drives me crazy wearing those khaki condoms. That's from Mel, and then the last name is Kiztids. Oh. He, well, he's new. Mel Kiztids? I don't even understand that one. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't get it either. If I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> I've never been disappointed in Jackson. Oh, I've been disappointed in Jackson before. Absolutely have on many occasions. Never to this extent. Yeah. You were in Jamaica at a resort where loose Fenton fours were just roaming the grounds, inviting themselves up to the lanai's of dart smoking senior citizens. You had Lisa Ann as your wingman. You had the big Mizzou win over Iowa State to get you fired up. Yet all the liquid courage that Rick could possibly need to head on down to the old people's pool and ship the more popular MMF. Even if Rick crashed and burned, we'd have some quality show content out of it. Instead, all we have is a video of Rick standing next to a smoking hot Lisa Ann yelling about Mizzou going to the big dance. <laughs> a boat video where a yellow diaper wearing Jackson. <laughs> Jumps into the water in a dance video that whitesLOL.com now redirects to. I can't believe Jackson got out hustled by Iggy of all people. Granted, the extent of Iggy's efforts were talking to a couple in a hot tub for 30 minutes and taking the vital signs of the Fenton Four after she vomited before deciding to go back upstairs and jerk it loud enough for the neighbors to hear. Oh. <laughs> I figured just for the sake of shipping the over, Jackson went up hate-bottoming for the board op from Norfolk. <laughs> but that was before we learned he was a chode nugget. Ah. That's from Buck Swope. Sure. Oh, nice little email, Buck. <laughs> Buck Swope. And finally, uh, just two things this morning. First, thanks for sharing the breaking news that an email of a rough edit for a seven-month-old golf outing (laughs) is in the final stages (laughs) of the editing process and might be released in the next month or so. And two, I'm sorry the over didn't hit on your trip to the beautiful resort you visited, but don't get your dauber down. If you're still in the market to do a week of shows from a resort where Iggy and his boss can get wet, look no further than our newly renovated budget motor lodge here off of Highway 40 in Wentzville Parkway, just north of the Bell's Outlet Mall, conveniently located in the same parking lot of the Oberweiss kiosk. Once a week, we hold the potluck orgy marred by exclusively dumpy middle-aged persons on the hunt for puking drunkards, mm. aimlessly wandering dimly lit sidewalks. My Harriet and I have been hosting this no-holds-barred orgy for years, and many radio personalities have enjoyed our accommodations, like Nick and the Badger, 
who came for our dry, devilish, and diabetic theme week in the fall of 2019. Nick enjoyed our taco bar while his badger enjoyed playing Yahtzee while strapped to a table in a leather suit. Jack Carney and George Norrie dug the Nighthawk. Sure. <laughs> Once said nothing quite compared to the male pattern baldness gleaming with the perspiration of their recent exertions from Nipple Clamp Thursday. Mm. <laughs> Sign up now and gain access to the lobby restroom where couples will be enjoying the stylish sounds of Henry, Vishnu, and Ringo of Los Lonely Boys as <laughs> participants fuel up on potluck dishes provided by my Harriet. Thanks. That's from My Harriet is available for steak dinner dates immediately following Coitus Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm. My Harriet is available. I'm going to stop there. Iggy is uh, holding his picture up to the YouTube. There's Jackson in his diaper. What are you doing? <laughs> Jackson in his diaper. Okay, that's wasn't a different subject. Not even a diaper, though. We'll get... It's more like a cummerbund. Jackson was right when he said that. It's exactly. They made me wear it. I know. Well, you should. You jump in the ocean and you're not right by the beach. Yeah, you need to have a life vest on. Listeners can kick well, you don't rocks. need to if you need to swim, but they, it's well, a rule. Even if you do, in the ocean, even if you can purposes. swim, almost everybody can right swim. Right when you they would have lifted that one up, I would have been, ow, bro. I know I volunteered about 10 seconds ago. I changed my mind. Yeah. I did a lot of swimming in the ocean. I've never worn a life vest. Well, there's a lot of people that, that didn't have one on and drowned, too. Well, I wasn't one of them. No. Are you voting? Are you well, yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for you to, to finish. Uh, I, I thought the best, frankly, was a fellow by the name of Swope, Buck Swope. Uh, I'm going with uh, Harriet. Buck Swope has shipped the designer oh. heating and cooling. You guys are Email of the day. No, his was good. <laughs> every day. No, not every day, but when he He didn't win the month of January. Yeah, but there's... He should, Daisy won, he shouldn't have won because you both vote for him. Well, because he sent in a nice little email. Do you have something against Buck now? No, I just it wasn't the best email. Oh, I thought Congratulations it was. to Buck Swope. You've won the design air heating and cooling email of the day. Jackson and I are about to lose, though, for the next hour. Uh, it's time for balloon party. Right, two days off. What are you going to do down there? there? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be happy. <laughs> uh, what can't they be happy with? The Blues aren't playing? I wonder what they won't be happy about. I would like you to start talking about the trip and have them all. Shut up! Get the sports! <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares about no. your trip. No. Blues lost. Uh, they did to Winnipeg a few nights ago. We will uh, bring it down there. Doug's got a sound story at mysoundstory.com. You can get that for a Valentine's Day gift certificate. Uh, Doug's got one at 1030. I've got one at 1130. And then there's an emergency edition of Pepper and Genie coming right. up. Right. Holy It'll be crap. a quick one. We'll do it right after the show because uh, we have a sound story at 1030. Yeah. But we're just going to break down the trip and talk about uh, mainly Charlotte. Nice. Mainly Charlotte. <laughs> the airport situation. It was a cluster F. So, Doug, okay. that's what's coming up. Yeah. Some rules got to change here, America. <laughs> America. Wow. Well, they got you the plane. It worked out. Time to shut it down for the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Selvin Vaughn. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Ryan Kelly, morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.